in this world? Is the destiny of mankind controlled by some transcendental entity or law? Is it like the hand of God hovering above? At least it is true that Ryan, Steve, and Joey have no control, even over their own show. Welcome to No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk Podcast. Today on No Guts, No Glory, Volume 4, Chapter 9, The Golden Age, Parts 2 and 3. The Kamenin. The Great Kamenin of Donovan. <laughs> oh, the, oh, what's it? Oh, 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 Berserk liked it too, I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Berserk was, <laughs> Berserk was into it. Okay. Yeah, okay. He got that stemo going. When he was stimulated, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> not um, like uh, electro stims for your nipples or something. I don't think right, right, right. Them, just uh, by the hundred years war. But exactly. uh, although, although if Princess, if the Princess Bride, the movie Princess Bride, is any indication, they he basically had electro stim, you know, done to him. The Man in Black, yeah, very similar to the Black Swordsman. But when he was tortured mm-hmm. and he had the years taken off of his life. Right, it right, was right. on his nipples. It was on his head, and then on his ears. I think too, or and something. It was, yeah, yeah. It was the the water wheel power torture thing. Machine. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it was like take them all off, and it yeah. was just like yeah, tons of years, and it was like the brick, not brick, yeah. but like the blocks yeah. kind of turning. Yeah, he's or like, whatever. he's like, I've never gone past six, and then he put, and then Humperdinck puts it up to like ten or something. Yeah, and uh, which always that always gave me anxiety as a mm-hmm. kid because I was, and even to this day when I watch it, I'm like, but, but did he actually say shave like years and years off of the end of his life? Right. Uh, or is it, are we supposed to believe that that piece of um, resurrection chocolate and true, you know, like when he's yeah, like, true, yeah. the resurrection chocolate reset, did that give him all of his life. Yeah. Know? I'm pretty sure. Well, cause the whole thing is it takes it away and then he's just dead. Right. So I exactly. think yeah, to blade, right. um, <laughs> Is when he gets there's it all a big back. difference between dead and not and almost dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. He didn't say true love. He said to blame, which means to steal, <laughs> and that is not a noble cause. Is not it? <laughs> you heard him, right? You yeah. heard him. You know. <laughs> That's his wife. Yeah. Liar. Uh, uh, welcome to No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk Podcast. It's it's been a minute to use the parlance of the internet from five, six, seven years ago. Yeah, still um, relevant. Yeah, we are Ryan-less tonight. We uh, we were we were showless uh, two weeks ago as well because well we had the Fourth of July, but we were going to come back hard, uh, just like Ryan came back hard from Anime Expo, very hard. Well, he bummer. got sucked into that world because he was like, "Oh, I'm going to go like maybe two days." He's like, "I'm yes. definitely not going on the fourth because he was all paranoid yes. about drunk drivers and stuff." Yes, yeah. But it yeah. sounded like he went then all four days. Oh, yeah. He yeah, went. He, he got hooked. He did what longtime anime expoers call the quattro. Um, but uh, I was going to say dos quattro, but that's not Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we say for the Los Angeles uh, yeah, locals. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he it's went to quattro all four days. 
Each yeah. Nissan Sing? Is that four? What's four? Each Nissan. Oh, uh, one, each two, three. Nissan. Uh, Song? Go. No. Each Nissan Yon. 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 Sorry. So he did a young. He did a, a lost younger. Yes, lost young. <laughs> Uh, yeah, of the it's, union and beliefs and thoughts. He for how his hero's journey went. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, he went all four days, and he has a very bad respiratory virus or infection or both of some kind. Yeah, so we'll still get a recap from him maybe next ep. We'll do yeah. maybe if this is a short chapter, one chapter in his recap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of the dual chapters like we did tonight. Yes. Um. Yeah, we'll get a recap of Anime Expo. Um, and if we don't have time, we'll do a bonus episode. Well, yeah, yeah. And he dressed up. up for a lost episode. But yeah, he cosplayed um, two of the days. But yeah, he has a respiratory virus. Um, we offered him to... Um, uh, offered him virtual. to... No, we, we offered to him to virtually record, but he basically was saying that every every time he talks, he gets into a coughing fit. So right, that, that little tickle but, fit. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, he's sucking down some uh, some steroid inhaler, I think, and uh, he because he's missed three uh, martial arts sessions too. So yeah, too. last week. So this is going on two weeks now. Yeah, and we've and it's been a month since we've put up a new um, no guts no glory. Too. Right, right, right. I just meant from his health wise, it's not like mm-hmm. oh, I was down for like five days. It's like yeah, still... yeah. I have not seen him for over two weeks. So yeah, uh, hoping that Ryan feels better. Um, we Give still him some of that his... berserk love and energy out there. Just positive vibes <laughs> only. You know, Ryan's, a, you know, a little struggler right now. So uh, when you're struggling, just look to the skies, let your Behilit become a face, sacrifice yeah. your family. And for that, that miracle pill that, no, it's, you get you, the, the sacrifice you get in your eclipse is the power for like, tr- like God Emperor Trump said, getting UV rays inside your body to heal all right. infection and yeah, viruses, yeah. right? And so. we can all hold hands and give a communal, just everyone out there, even if you're not there, for all them struggling he's doing, we're going to give a communal tuggling and just let our energy expel upon him and, right. and drench <laughs> uh, down so he can soak it all up and just get that good, those positive vibes only. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that's it's a it's called we call that a good cake. Yeah, <laughs> good cake. Yeah. Hey, Halloween's the only time for boo cake. Right, when exactly. I'm a ghost runner. All that gum scares the shit out of me. Yeah, um, but uh, gum scares the shit. Yeah. <laughs> Was this a felchin section? Well, because my colon is completely filled up. Yeah, exactly. Like over 155 cc's without vomiting. As soon as it hits. 156 i'm barfing out of both ends right, right. yeah yeah <laughs> i gotta We're close my full twitter dumpster. account now i gave up my blue check mark on twitter because now i can't verify right. 155 cc limit so yeah it's pretty fucked but exactly uh, but yeah uh ryan is out sick he will be back next time um he had a, a be- that beautiful recorded violin intro is played by him produced by steve uh make sure and come to twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens for this our berserk podcast uh every other monday night so usually we're every two weeks on no guts no glory the berserk podcast and then the other two weeks we're recording probing gaia a subsidiary podcast of probing ancient aliens which is a uh, product of that's how you do it productions but uh but yeah we are twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens we record uh the episode as we stream but people like 
P. Matthews is right there in the chat saying, there's my boys. We got Korok75, which, uh, witching, wishing Ryan uh, 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 well with a good tugging from him as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, But uh, yeah, you can just join the chat. You can ask little questions, make comments. Uh, while we record, it's fun. It's the same as calling into your old favorite FM radio stations exactly, and yeah. AMs back in the well, day. Well, AM for me, because I only listened to conservative talk radio exactly. and never yeah. anything fun. KFI. Uh, yeah, KFI in the sky. Um, I wanted to give a huge shout out to our, our long-term listener, uh, uh, Kyle Hummerkhauser. Not really to him, but to his fiance. It was betrothed. her birthday. Literally is in Point Pleasant, West Virginia right now, um, staying in the same hotel, I think, that my wife and I stayed at. Same it's room. The only hotel. I don't know if the same room, but... Yeah, it smells uh, like Joey in well, here. I, I say, don't know why the smell from <laughs> two years ago, but... Uh, or from a year ago? Yeah, a year ago. Uh, but Look, yeah, I can see. Pleasant, I know it's true. The splash marks from right. the sack into the toilet. He's got the that, black light going. Yeah. They um, line perfectly in the bowl. There's no way you can get that splash. This is definitely where Joey's staying. It just spells out Joey's come. Right. right. In the, the <laughs> Joey's came here. <laughs> but I don't think this is the real Joey because he has yeah. a better use of grammar than that. Yeah. <laughs> he would not stand for this. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, Kyle Hummerkhauser's fiance, Danielle Coffinbarger or Coffinbarger. Excuse me if I butchered your name, Danielle. Uh, happy belated birthday. They're out there in Point Pleasant, West Virginia for her birthday and his or her brother's birthday. I think it's her brother's birthday. <laughs> it's but... a his or her type situation. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it uh, it uh, it is an exciting little town they got out there. Lots of ghosties, lots of paranormal activity. They got the Mothman Museum out there. They got that statue of the Mothman with right. who just looks fucking ripped. He's on yep. Alpha Brain. He's yep. on... All of the Joe Rogan supplements. Hey, if he's, he's giving you a Tuglin, you're going to get healed up <laughs> real quick. You want him on your A team for sure. Right. Uh, yeah, he's watching. There's always a TV across the street from the Mothman statue playing the A team on repeat. And we'll yeah, see yeah. the TV with the VHS because <laughs> that's how the lady that runs the low likes to run her fucking hotel with yes. quality content. Um, Korok, yes, the chat is working. Um, now, I don't know if P. Matthews is still here. But we're seeing your chats come through. So uh, Korok said, I don't know if the chat's working. It's only me. But okay. uh, well, yeah, Twitch, Twitch is wonky sometimes. Like Twitch even is. on my phone, it's like if you yes. rejoin or join, like I don't always see the chats come through. Um, yeah, there were times we had to look at the chat on our phone instead of on the Streamlabs here and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. it's a wonk fest for sure. Um, if you like us you can head over to our patreon at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens again that is our other show we have recorded hundreds of episodes of that show where we a very different show where we um uh watched and kind of broke down uh reviewed sort of made fun of sometimes but yeah. also really broke down uh every single episode through season 18 of the history channel's famous show ancient aliens so um we are doing a follow-up show called Probing Gaia. There is a the Gaia Network, which is an online streaming platform that has literally tens of thousands of pieces of content about like New Age stuff, consciousness, simulation theory, DMT, yoga, aliens, right. like all sorts of stuff. Uh, very New Age, and we're Hugging. doing this. So now we're doing Probing Gaia, part of our little probing verse there. But No Guts, No Glory is on is on the same channels as 
probing ancient aliens and probing Gaia, except the actual podcast feed. So it's on its own podcast feed uh, on anywhere that you listen to podcasts. But uh, subscribe to the show, review the show, and give us those five star ratings on uh, Spotify, yeah. Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to. And podcasts. we'll read them on the air. So let's yes. get some going because we haven't had one. I- not too many new reviews coming in lately. Yes. So, and and again, let's Steve and I it. were let's talking earlier it. today, but there's there's something wonky going on with our hosting company uh, and our and both of our separate podcast feeds for probing ancient aliens and for no guts no glory. Mm-hmm. So there's something there's something weird going on that I reached out to them about. So um, it might not be our listeners' fault, but you never know. So. Um, but give those reviews if you're hearing this right now. Please, please, please. We, we need to find a Bo Bandy for this show. Well, you have a, a you and Korok seventy five are of the same mind because they just asked, "Where is Bo Bandy?" Well, spelled with he, an I <laughs> at the end. He he said he loves us. Uh, I think he would be here for the pre banter, but I feel like um, he definitely tunes in. No, he sent me a message. He said he was busy doing stuff. Um, but he'll be joining again more frequently in the very near future. Nice. Because when I was yeah, out Korok, in Florida. Korok, I assume he's dead. <laughs> who? No, he's a Korok in the chat said, I assume he's dead. He could, he could be. <laughs> uh, when I was out in Florida, he was messaging with me. And I, I think, yeah, I, now that I think about it, he was uh, saying he's been busy doing something. He was only uh, a scant few hundred feet away from you, probably, right? From the freeway to probably your from that freeway. We were, of course, physically close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just come say hi yeah he should have said hi and come too <laughs> either or come to yeah. the house in the house around the house were you on your own or was was your wife with you or was she back with her family were you a solo bolo that day for uh disc golf disc golf i took um her father so it was her oh, nice. father and i and he was into it so i left him with a little starter bag hell yeah uh with some discs and a little old school satchel nice. so we'll see if he uh sticks with it but he really did uh enjoy playing when we did nice nice there's a lot of golf in florida too a lot of disc golf out there. oh yeah and that's where all the pros went for the off season because yes. you could actually still play in tournaments so mm-hmm. paul Macbeth, garrett curtis r.i.p to the female player professional tournaments out there right. for a thanks few a lot <laughs> natalie ryan that's a whole other can of worm that we could get into but um but yeah the that's all of the housekeeping out of the way we have a little segment here where p matthews because he was first in our twitch.tv slash probing aliens chat uh is asking how are you doing steve how you doing joey not ryan this time because we already told you how he's doing but uh so sorry, also what are, what are we watching what are we playing specifically today? right how you doing, uh, i'm doing okay <laughs> uh let's see yeah just trucking along yeah as we said uh and talk got about trucking job going, got yeah, the rig yeah. going. Exactly. I got the, uh, I won a arm wrestling contest, mm-hmm. uh, with my backwards hat and was able to get a rig. And now that's nice. kind of my, you know, life here. So you're actually seeing the cab behind me here on, yeah, on yeah. stream. That's a beautiful cab. Full yeah. So I, uh, I did pull off and do a little stop. We're here at Love's, uh, you and your shower. son, right? You and your estranged son. Exactly. Earlier, yeah, as you're yeah, trying yeah, to earn yeah, his estranged son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll be, uh, you know, getting our showers up soon after this, uh, and then back on the road because time is money and money is my time, whatever, something, uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah. So as I said, I was out in Florida. I think we talked about this on the probing Gaia, but for all yes. the, uh, berserk freaks out here, 
in Florida for the week of 4th of July, which was nice. Did some touristy things, did some chillaxing. And then this week I went to Wild Rivers in Irvine, California. So (laughs) they were closed. They were open forever, closed for the past few years, reopened in a new location, a little bit smaller, but still very fun. Wild Rivers Um, is a water theme park. So water water park, yeah, all the slides. Things like that, yeah. Um, So did that with uh the old champ bat did it with i the was bride. laughing at your your i think it was putt fuckers that was like these t-pads are wild. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah just launch them um because yeah that was like a crazy water roller coaster where you yeah, like go down and then it like shoots you up and then there's you know, some other spin around elements like i had anxiety watching that because it was it was your cousin brandon going down right because it was like down yeah. and then he kind of j- goes up and i'm like from the perspective of the camera, those walls do not look very high. Like you could shoot oh. off the edge, but of course I know they are, but you know. Yeah. Well, and yeah, you're going slow at that point too, where yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, pushing up. There were some parts where I did almost fall over the wall and we almost did, but um, <laughs> there was one of those big group um, yeah. slides. So I posted the video of that, but I didn't post the video where you go about a hundred feet up in the air on a vert wall. Oh. So it literally takes you, drops you down. I should have filmed it. And since we were a bunch of beef boys, so it was my brother. Yeah. Brandon, myself, I clock in at like 270. So brother, smaller brands, a little bit smaller than my nephew and his buddy. And his buddy is almost as tall as me and they're freshmen in high school. So he's big. Um, but anyways, yeah, launched and went like the highest we'd seen anyone go that day because oh, wow. <laughs> there's a little <laughs> marker and I was looking, I was on the edge oh. looking down at the marker Yeah, and I saw people barely even getting to the marker. Oh, so. wow. Oh yeah. Uh but yeah, it was a fun day. Fun day. Equals momentum. <laughs> and then my brother's off for the week and that's so mine. Uh oh, so right. I went to the beach today and you can see I'm a little bit mm, yeah. a little more sun on the face here on accident. I keep spraying sunscreen, I just need to do it more actively. Leather it uh and then yeah, we're gonna have lunch. We're gonna go see Mr. Sawdog tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And oh, then I'll be work. out. On my annual family Catalina vacation starting Sunday. So that should be fun as well. A lot of history, a lot of ancient aliens, a lot of UFOs uh, actually on that island. So keep everyone posted if anything happens. You going to meet uh, up with Night Beacon lights out there? Oh, yeah. He's already been actively messaging. He was here today, not here at my house, but (laughs) he's right here. He took a picture from the 405 (laughs) of our old work saying is are you guys in there right now oh uh, nice. so he's on the mainland right now but he'll be back for our, <laughs> for our trip so. getting his getting his land legs back underneath yeah, exactly <laughs> well he's like i gotta get out of this traffic hell hole <laughs> <laughs> so are you living on an island where you drive a suzuki samurai and that's the biggest car they have and everything else in <laughs> golf cart literally uh but anyways yeah so that should be fun in the sun nice and then some disc golf tournaments coming up too nice uh, we got the three disc challenge oh yeah the trilogy thing huh? trilogy thing and then we're playing at the la mirada disc shoe open disc so, with shoe? That, so if you go to disshoe.com and use code probing oh. you won't get a discount <laughs> but they're just some shitty trail shoes that someone bought in china and had and uh, have now marketed the shit out of as a disc golf shoe. So not like Idio where they actually built a disc golf shoe. They just right, right. found something. So they're like 60 bucks or something oh. stupid. But anyways, so they're sponsoring the tournament. I don't know. I already have 12 pairs. I'm going to yeah. try them. See how they are. <laughs> I got all the cool price. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you get a free pair for playing in the tournament. So. Oh, nice. Nice. But uh, yeah, so some things to look forward to there. 
tonight. How are you doing, Joe? Oh, and I'm not really, again, watching. I feel like I was watching something last time that I had totally forgotten about. I did start Foundation. Oh, nice. That's so, a good one. Yeah, because yeah. the second season already, I think the first episode already dropped on the four. Or no, it was the 14th or like the 20 something. So mm. Sarah and I are excited to get back into it after like a month of after watching the whole first season. So, right, right, right. Uh, that was super interesting. Um, I am doing okay as well. Uh, oh, new the, levels on Mario Kart have dropped for everyone out there as well. Oh, yeah, I heard about the that expansion yeah, pack. Yeah. So, a little fun. It only took there. them, you know, four generations after online happened to start doing like DLC, DLC. updates and things. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah, we bought the one a few months ago, and then now they just released eight oh, more nice. courses nice. or tracks. Um, yeah, I'll start off with uh, what I'm playing, which, oh man. I am. I have not been this into a game in a very long time, mm-hmm. and I did not think in a million years it would be this game. But uh, it is Final Fantasy sixteen. Uh, is that the, the remastered one they've been hyping that was coming out or something? No, that that's Final Fantasy seven remake, which came okay. out uh, in the pandemic, but uh, which was very good. That was that had no business being as good as it was, but. Uh, this I think is better, but also because it's new. Like I, you know, the general story of the original. They changed stuff around in in seven or eight. But love you too, Korok. Uh, Korok wrote, "Love you, Joey." But um, this game is fantastic. I I have not I have not I have played every Final Fantasy game. Um, for the most part, there's a couple. For for those that don't know, Final Fantasy there's sixteen main entries. None How of them so are many if it was the final. So, well, well here's and, and this is this is what's interesting. Here's here's a little spoiler for a game from 1987 and you all can go cry fucking okay. Spoiler yeah. alert. Stop now. 3 2 1. The first game, Final Fantasy 1 on the original NES ends with the four warriors of light that you play as basically undoing an endless time loop where this being chaos is constantly manipulating like the, the, the four crystals that keep the world's elements in balance. So air, fire, water, wind or Mm -hmm. earth, wind, water, fire. Um, and all, most all final fantasies center around like crystals that represent kind of nature and usually the misuse of crystals in some way. There's, Mm -hmm. there's definitely other types of stories and variations, but like, those are usually kind of the main tools that then very different stories in whole different universes get get made. So, mm-hmm. but in the first game, by beating the final boss, the four characters that you have been playing as undo the endless time loop of like destruction and creation and therefore delete themselves from history. So, their fa- this fantasy adventure was the final fantasy. Oh. And so uh, because yeah, that was always the old joke. Oh, if the, you know, in, in yeah, junior yeah. high, it's like, if there's, if Final Fantasy VII. Why was it Final Fantasy? But uh, but yeah, that uh, and I, and I I didn't learn that until much later after playing right. the first game because uh, the Nintendo cartridge turned green literally at the save point before the last boss, mm. and I threw it across the room. It was my friend's game, and I broke it. Poor <laughs> <laughs> uh, about that. And I got grounded for like a week for doing that. But I have been playing it for like two months or something. Uh, I mean, if you if I played it now, it's like a 12 hour game or something. But right. um, but I never actually beat it. And so, yeah, the they, they undo a time loop. Therefore, it is the Final Fantasy. So 
but yeah, Final Fantasy games have nothing to do with each other except for a handful. Final Fantasy X had a sequel called Final Fantasy X 2. <laughs> right. And T-O-O. then Final Fantasy XIII had two sequels uh, in a game that not many people even liked, but yet they made two sequels to it. Um, and so I have played, I didn't play all of those little sequels, but I played all the mainline games. Uh, have not played 11 or 14 because those are MMOs. Those are not actually like mm. standard Final Fantasy games. So, but Final Fantasy 16 is fucking amazing. Uh, very inspired by Final Fantasy 4, which is probably my favorite Final Fantasy, right? Right, right before Tied with 6. But um, it's like thematically, it's got all these fucking references and all these. It's not technically connected, but it's like, it's got all these really cool things where if you've been a fan for a long fucking time, there's really cool stuff in there. Mm. Uh, the gameplay is much more like a character action game, like Devil May Cry. So like super right. combos, magic, crazy jumping around, whatever mm-hmm. um, going, which is very different for a Final Fantasy game, which is really awesome. Uh, and you're only controlling one, your main character, this guy Clive, as opposed to your whole party. They're whole all just like AI yeah. controlled, but um, running into bushes and super engaging uh, and awesome. The story, the act, everything's fucking great. Like the spectacle, the boss fight spectacles are like the craziest I have ever seen. It's fucking insane. Like, uh, they'll, they'll be literally like 30 minute boss fight sequences, which is crazy. And there's, and there's like, again, I'm not spoiling anything, but there's a huge like Kaiju battle element to it as well. And so anyway, if you have a PS five, highly, highly, highly recommend final fantasy 16. They, they did a couple updates, which actually fixed a lot of like, uh, the only bad things were like these frame rate issues they were having like the first week or two of the release and everything. But uh, super awesome game, but yeah. Other than that, um, oh, lots of schoolwork, uh, but school is going good, and have some group projects coming up. Um, and I don't know. That's kind of it. It's really school and noise. Yeah, school, school and Final Fantasy. Right yeah. But um, yeah, with uh, yeah. Watch, and speaking of disc golf, yeah, I was like I was saying the other day on our our thread with uh, your former roommate Matt, but. Uh, it has not been a big disc golf like year for me, 2023, but that, uh, that dumb slingshot disc golf, that grip video that he made, how to keep your arm loose is mm-hmm. something I have never done. And one of the many things that I hate about disc golf, which is the teaching of disc golf, which is here, do this thing that will completely ruin your form. But the, but the pros are dumb. They think they're being helpful and right. uh, they just yeah. figured it out they don't know how they figured it out or what they did so yeah so and um, it's not a sport that's been around and taught long enough to have actual fundamentals exactly. and like that slingshot guy always points out as more high level athletes like your anthony barellas and all these young the young guns that are coming in are playing this sport then more understanding of the form and all that stuff will be yeah, coming out because they're going to get there faster and so on and exactly so, so. So, but yeah, I'm excited to actually, I'll maybe go out and, and throw a few discs for the first time since Memorial Day, I think, when I went Sling with you. some of you and, and uh, Wolf, who hopefully is listening to this show. But, yes. um, but yeah, um, other than that, let's get to our four sentence summary of See. volume four, chapter nine, the golden age parts two and three. Um, but first, uh, I'm going to read what Korok wrote here. Um, and yes, makes a very good point uh, about the original Final Fantasies that came out on Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Japan 
literally thought that the games were too hard and complicated for American oh, gamers. Right, right. So they made like easy versions of them. So yeah. uh, the pixel remasters that just came out um, on like uh, PS4, which obviously you can play on PS5 as backwards compatible and switch. Um, they are remasters of those original six games that were in pixel art from Nintendo to super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they're, they're completely restored to their original glory. That's the original game, the original balance of, you know, enemy AI and like all that shit too. So, mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy. Cause even when I played final fantasy four, which I've played probably 20 times since I was a kid, I was like, Oh shit, this actually feels different. The enemies are doing different attacks than I remember and stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, it was super cool. But, um, anyway, the four sentence summary is a segment that I ripped off from just King things, a Stephen King podcast, which uh, I recommend if you like Stephen King books, but um, another kind of read along podcast like, uh, like our show. So, uh, but one of us will describe off the cuff, the events of the chapter or chapters that we are covering. I think, did you go last time? I think Ryan, Ryan last time. And I can't I remember the order. Uh, I think I've gone once. Maybe no, I went twice. I've been twice so far. Yeah, I think we've each been twice. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't mind if you want me to go. I can go. If you want to go, yeah, I, I don't care either way. I was just gonna say you got anal and then beat some big. Uh, big <laughs> I mean, it's pretty up. much it. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, four sentence summary of what happens between two chapters, about a hundred pages of Berserk that we are covering. Uh, this chapter well let's say let's start over chapter two part two of the golden age opens with guts being sexually assaulted by donovan but not before donovan admits that gambino sold guts to him for three measly silver coins which we'll get oh sorry go ahead (laughs) sentence two Guts confronts Gambino and does not get a clear answer. And then during the next day's battle as mercenaries, Guts stealth kills, well, stealth shoots Gambino with crossbow bolts and then shoves a sword through his mouth. Or Donovan. Donovan, sorry, you're right. Uh, Through his mouth and through, presumably, his spine through the back of his head, killing Donovan. Sentence three. Two years pass. Gambino has a pet dog that he likes more than Guts now. Comma. Guts is sad over this. Gambino is mad about this and other things. Fights Guts, blaming him for everything negative that's happened in the past 11 years of Guts's life. And... Ultimately, guts are in self-defense. Yeah, berserk. No, guts in self-defense kills Gambino as Gambino cries out for guts' adoptive mother, Sis. Sentence four. Guts, having been blamed for Gambino's murder, technically rightfully so, since it's beside the point, but blame for Gambino's murder is chased out of the band to be hanged by Gambino's men. He then falls off a cliff, murders a bunch of wolves who are going to murder him and is picked up by 
an unknown band of mercenaries, which we do not know their nature, be bad, neutral, or good. Um, mm, that's, ooh, I fuck, I fucked up. Yeah, I was going to say. Hold on, let me do the fourth sentence over. Let me do the (laughs) fourth sentence over. (laughs) Guts is chased out of Gambino's band for the presumed murder of Gambino. He fall. He he fights a bunch of wolves. Is taken. He survives. Taken in by a mysterious mercenary band, and four years later, kills a big bowling ball headed berserker named Bazuzo, and stands triumphantly over his body. There you go. Yeah. One correction so far. That's fine. Yes. That's fine. One for one. We get four <laughs> a year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you're off the show. Yeah. Out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, this is, uh, a very, I think strong character, couple of character piece chapters without, with enough action, but not, it's not a, it's not a plotty plot, uh, plot kind yeah. of chapters, right? So. Yeah, definitely a lot of, there's a couple where's Waldo shot oh, pages. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's progressing quickly, uh, some key story elements without you know some movies is like okay i get it this bad thing happened we don't you know at least it wasn't like oh every night for and we read that for a hundred pages of right, right. terror and fear and things that could have happened that's, that's uh, actually my favorite um kind of medieval renaissance orgy themed porn erotic right. thriller is every night and it's but it's k-n-i-g-h-t right right right, right. and it's about a oh a a woman. Did I say it was a gay porn or no, no, whatever? Uh, <laughs> I mean, implied. <laughs> that a mention? <laughs> but yeah, young squire has to uh, appease every single night before a big um, battle. Well, it's all his step nights. They exactly. clarify that early on, um, and that he's he like gets, a a squire that's aged out, but right. he's still a squire. So it's like he gets, okay, he's above. Right, right. He's eighteen. <laughs> whatever the yeah, yeah. was back then. Uh, he gets, he's cleaning, he's been forced to clean the gallows, you know, where people right. are in the, the stocks or whatever. Right. Uh, and then he gets stuck in there and then, oh, the night's gone. Oh, he's yeah. Over yeah. The lock just perfectly falls down. But then he smiles and like goes, I have Ooh, the key. Yeah, he crosses his eyes like when it, you know, cause it's so big going right, in. All right, 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 right. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, the, the golden age again, I think I said this last month, cause sorry, it's been a long time, but that the golden age is an arc that I did not like initially because my first exposure to it was the 97 berserk anime where for the first episode I was like, oh man, this is so fucking cool. This guy has one arm and it's super dark and he's whatever. He's like at the height of his powers. Got these mutant powers. (laughs) and And then the show flashes back for 20 23 of the 24 episodes it's all the golden age arc so right. ending in a in a major event that we'll get to but um and i still really liked it but it was such a weird like liminal feeling because i was like wait i wanted to see more of this and whatever so uh, i mentioned i was also watching gay porn <laughs> stole it from my dad but uh uh <laughs> I'm all proud of that. I stole it from my dad. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather had this. <laughs> hey, what's that shit eating grit he's got on his face? Oh, he stole some gay porn from his dad. Right <laughs> yeah. under his no, mouth. he's literally eating shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, he met one of the guys from the porn. <laughs> yeah, there's that hot blonde guy. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, then when going back to read the Golden Age arc, uh, when I got these Berserk, these you know deluxe editions of Berserk uh, months ago for my birthday in December, and then now rereading them again, just a you know six months later or so, uh, I have so much more appreciation for it. Like like the 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 comic really matures in a big way uh, mm-hmm. it becomes i mean it's still super crazy bombastic whatever but um but it becomes a lot more subtle and a lot more of guts being introspective so because we actually get kind of the a lot of that here where we get guts kind of doing his inner monologues you know at right. times and um and we're really by the end of the of part three uh, chapter three in the book but again in the intro i don't want to say chapter three part three yeah, this yeah, day, yeah, whatever yeah. chapter three chapter three again um you know guts is kind of standing triumphantly as, as he fights bazuzo the big bowling ball axe knight guy uh we kind of see him fully realized as the as at least the early version the early modern version of guts right, right. he's he's got the attitude um the kind of blase nonplussed attitude that we know from the black swordsman arc already Uh, Yeah, that confidence of just like, I can do this. Everyone's like, this kid's going to get fucked up. It's like, no, how much to kill this guy so I can get my money? And yeah, Yeah, he's haggling. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have pride, but there's a pride element, right? But exactly. Yeah. I I was also last month. I I just don't know how much inflation hit because three three gold coins got him in a whole night where he was only going to get. uh, Oh, okay. So it's seven gold coins to kill this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay so that's where the ratio is off right right but yeah yeah so i mean that could be like 27 nights with donovan or something (laughs) yeah he pays donovan to go do yeah he pays donovan to play Fortnite with them exactly yeah yeah. (laughs) hey just let guts be a fucking kid you know it's crazy hey Um, we're gonna land party it okay we don't want weirdos from the internet showing up right let guts be a fucking kid and not a fucking kid exactly (laughs) for that purpose um but yeah, so we see him fully realized. We get really great. I mean, oh, this is kind of just a bigger summary, but like, I really love how uh, coming from just like a writing presentation perspective. And I'll try to be, I'll try to be Ryan tonight too, and focus a lot on uh, the art because we all we all talk about the art, but he's really good at uh, yeah. noticing the subtleties and having having a lot of history with uh, anime and Ani, well, manga, manga style. Yeah. Uh, to say money. And, well, no, I was saying anime, and then I was like, oh, oh. wait, manga. <laughs> a lot of history with money, you know, that guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, try to try to make sure and call out uh, the artistic nuances. But I really loved, just from a writer's perspective, like the very simple uh, and in-your-face um, motif of, so when, when Guts, you know, kills Gambino, Gambino comes to his tent drunk and, you know, so he's ready to kill him. And, you know, with his peg leg and everything. Guts kills Gambino and then he's running from the, you know, his former allies who now, you know, are going to hang him for, for a traitor being a traitor and it's raining, it's lightning, all that stuff. The, the lightning and the rain especially are they're, they're representative classically of like, Oh, this is like washing away. This is a cleansing of the current right. state of a character or the world or the plot or whatever. So it's going to wash away. And then literally guts runs out of road you know and he falls basically he doesn't die but he's he's mixing this with the the cleansing of the rain and stuff he is reborn as the guts that we know right he's 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 on a brand new path 
And he now has a brand new existence without his father figure, which is all he's ever known is his father figure Gambino and his Mercs that he was running, you know, the show with. So, uh, since, since he was born. So, uh, a big, a big, uh, literal and figurative change in guts's character. Right. And the direction of, of the, of the comic. So, um, but let's go in order here. So the beginning (laughs) of the, the chapter is a little rough. It is guts. (laughs) fighting try, you know attempting to fight against donovan's sexual assault um right. uh, yeah it, he's startled awake doesn't have a sword yes and now it's full-on game time that was the yeah, cliffhanger that was the end of the last right. chapter and it opens right back up um donovan is talking to him about you know telling him to quit struggling how annoying it is that you, you know you're fighting so much whatever he's like hey it'll all be over soon this happens all the time in the military you know whatever and uh and and he's like uh he's getting irritated because guts kicks him in the nuts and you know in the stomach and stuff to get him off and he's and well, this not is to get where, him off well, get him yeah. out yeah. <laughs> this is where donovan admits that gambino sold him for three silver right. coins um so guts is screaming you're lying um as the sexual assault finally takes place and it is mercifully one panel uh, and then it cuts to guts, just laying dead-eyed and traumatized right. the next morning. Um, after this, you know, Gambino is you know laughing, leaving his tent, um, which is gross because it almost implies that he stayed there all night with him and slept right, right. with him and stuff. But but um, uh, but guts gets up, grabs a sword, gets up, and he attempts to confront Gambino. And Gambino's out there shaving with a knife, and uh, and he's like. He's got his sword. Like, well, well, Guts is ready to like kill Gambino. He's got his sword, yeah. and he's like, "What? What's the matter with you?" Like, whatever, you know. And right. he's acting completely he's aloof. Faced. Yeah, say that again. He seems unfazed, like nothing. Yes, yes. And so, because he's unfazed, he's he's like, ah, "I can't, I can't do sword practice. I'm hungover. Go fucking, you know, feed the chickens or whatever." And uh, so, Guts is kind of like taken aback because, of course, no one would be that casual. Right. Having done what Donovan accused Gambino of doing, right? right. Selling selling his own son, adopted son, as a uh prostitute. So as right. a sex worker. But um so Gambino doesn't care, whatever. Guts then destroys a completely completely fine water barrel, right? And destroys yeah, some water supply. <laughs> um yeah, but he takes his sword, cuts it all up, and uh to get out some of his anger. And we cut to the battle. Right. And a bunch of cool battle stuff happens. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> messy. Um, and but it's it's pretty short too before we get to the real point of this scene, right. which is well, and it's not an open battlefield, it's in the woods, so you know, people can yes. get separated and then yes. have your alone time, which the old berserk is looking for yeah. some alone time. <laughs> uh yeah, and, and and it's it's cool because I mean this whole sequence is cool because guts wastes absolutely zero time getting revenge on Donovan. Right. So, um, you know, which, which it's like a lot of people. And I would say most people who survive sexual assault, they do not ever get the chance to go vigilante style, go kill their assault. At any point in their life. It's something they hold forever where he's like next day, like, fuck you. Exactly. Yeah. Not yeah, Like, cause most people, they don't, 
they assume that this person is alive and living a great life somewhere or maybe gets some jail time or, you know, whatever. But um, they have to just fucking live with it. And of course, Guts will have to live with it forever, too. But he at least in the short term um, gets his revenge. He kills Donovan, as Steve pointed out, in the cover of in the cover of Afternoon, in the largest car in the, <laughs> you know, in the, in the cover of a dense forest that they're fighting in. We get a little bit of like uh, Donovan fucking fucking dudes up with his axe and like cutting right. through their fucking helmets. Is there any uh, again playing the uh, Brian uh, Ryan yeah. <laughs> Erskine <laughs> um, swords? Are we seeing archery looking good here on the on the horseback? Um, the sword stuff is fine because sword swords oh, yeah. on horseback it becomes a much simpler um and more limited thing right right because so, you're just kind of momentum of the horse using to strike through something right. you cannot more than technicality right you can't really use your sword two-handed if you have a long sword a two-handed sword um so you have kind of a cavalry sword or something like you know some sort of, of single-handed sword um you you know what they would call their sidearm like we call a small gun today um and you also what most people don't think about you got a big fucking sword head in front of you or a sword head, a horse head in front of you. So right. it's like, unless the old you want to go all godfather on, on the right. poor horse, you know, uh, and put it in someone's bed later on, you can't, you got to cut around, you know, you're going, you're going side to side, right? You're right. not cutting dead on all the way as yep. you would on the ground. Well, and so on, on, well, they're very woke back in world war one, but there's biplanes back then. Right. Yes. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh same thing though right you can't just shoot through your propellers you have yes. to have the bullets oh yeah excellent point guns yeah, unless you want to go all uh indiana jones last crusade right. Right. <laughs> yeah shooting up his tail yeah. <laughs> and um, runner but uh oh that's right yeah same thing but yeah pretty much yeah, no same difference uh because <laughs> yeah isn't that crazy that they eventually made propellers that were timed perfectly with the guns yeah, i think there was like a timing the thing because like, crazy that was on the regular planes, but I don't know if that, yeah, I feel like people said that. I don't know how true that is. I'd have to look at that. Yeah. I remember reading that like, uh, right. at some point during world war two, that was invented or they something like out that. And it was a huge yeah. game changer. Cause you could just aim down your sights again and like, right, whatever. Right, so. right. Um, but yeah, so what I liked, n- nothing super about like sword report stuff like form right now, but I did love that. I mean, guts killing people, from the shadows with crossbows, <laughs> right. crossbow bolts, Finds and his then shoving his it. sword yeah. through people's heads is very much the guts that we know and love from the Black Swordsman arc and then future arcs after the Golden right. Age arc. So that was it was a really cool foreshadowing kind of shaping of guts. It's like, oh, we're going to see a lot more crossbow bolts uh, in right. Guts' future. So, um, but yeah, he he goes um, he goes down with Gambino because Gambino's obviously fallen off his horse. He shoots him through. The armor, and I guess that's actually a good good that you brought that up too. Um, crossbow bolts could go through some armor, um, so missiles of all types could kind of go through some armor, um, which is crazy that you know a fucking like hammer or sword can or whatever. But right, um, the the force generated by a lot of especially longbow, you know the the famous like English longbowmen of the Hundred yep. Years War, whose like skeletons were all like changed because of the 100 pound 120 pounds of force right all these things that really was like almost getting a fucking spear thrown through you or something at the speeds yeah. you know so um so you know as as much as uh i mean berserk is a comic filled with 
massive a massive sword and massive weapons literally cleaving plate armor in half and things like that too so um the only part that's kind of wonky is later where he's cleaving into Baz- uh yeah bazuzos like right. he cleaves into his curus over his stomach and then cleaves through his head right i never complain about those things because i've never swung a sword with the mass <laughs> of uh guts's sword right so um but uh but anyway yeah he's he's jumped down with um uh, with Donovan because he wants to make sure Donovan not only dies, but he wants Donovan to admit what happens. And he's screaming at him. He's like, say, say it again. Who sold me out? He's holding his sword at his teeth, basically. And he's all, and Donovan has a bolt through his mouth already. <laughs> right. He's already <laughs> he can't really talk on his way out of town. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so then he screams, I dare you to say it. And then just shoves the sword through his neck from the inside of his mouth. So via his mouth. And, He's he's he he has this little moment of relief up against the trees, and the 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 artwork gets like it's it's crazy when you compare this to most of the Black Swordsman arc. The artwork in the Golden Age arc is like it's like five levels higher. It's crazy. I don't right. know what happened with Mira, but it was probably um, just been drawing way more more tips. Maybe yeah, even pro- more and probably editor. yeah, the popularity of the of the manga grew back yeah. then too. You know, um, but I mean the shots in the forest here are so cool. Like the fucking the the fucking line work and everything's super cool. It's super like you really feel like the the ground is just covered with like lush, you know, IVs right. and Fern. things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi, Fern. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. So he rushes back to battle, and uh, Gambino's whole fucking crew gets fucked up by a bunch of cannon fire like immediately, and you know guts kind of uh, falls out of the way, but. This is a very quick and unceremonious end to Gambino's fighting career because he gets blown (laughs) up by the cannons. And next scene cuts to him in a medical tent with his fucking right leg missing. So yeah, full civil war style. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, um, you know, the, 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 the dudes are talking about, Oh, I saved him. He lost a lot of blood, blah, blah, blah. And guts is like, you know, looking very stressed looking very concerned this is his father for all intents and purposes yeah and it's like touching but really fucked up and sad that he sits down next to gambino and he has this really interesting inner monologue here again what we'll we'll get from guts forever after this um where he's talking about how he's like you've always acted so smug and superior to me and been such a fucking dick basically right and but then gambino in like a moment of, you know, probably a fever, horrible infection, fever dream, you know, as he's, as he's kind of passed out here. Um, we could, we probably get like the first thing, the first honest thing, like emotional thing Gambino's has ever said. And he's like, he's like, wait, don't die on me, sis. And meaning C I S sis, like cisgendered or something, but right. sis is the woman who picked up guts from the mud puddle under his mother's corpse in the very, right. right. The hanging of, um, tree, the golden age. Right. So, um, so, and he says, and he says, sis, I'm on my way back. And then he passes out again and guts f- kind of freaks out at this. Like he's, he's saying like, that ain't you. That isn't you. You can't, you can't even sound like that. Like he can't handle it. And he's crying and he's like, and it's, and what I liked was, I'll go back to my notes here without fucking up the whole sound. <laughs> um, he, um, he, he guts is like almost traumatized just by Gambino seeming like having a moment of weakness of, 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 right. and weakness, meaning emotionality, yeah, tender, kind. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, like Gambino having this meek moment, um, 
is so crazy for guts to experience because despite all the like like his hatred of gambino's kind of gruff way of fathering him it is literally all guts knows about what a father should be and so for him to like it's you know it's like when you're a kid i don't know if you experienced this but like the first time i saw my mom cry it like made me i could not help but cry i was probably four or five or something like that at least Mm -hmm. as far as i remember but and then i used to be scared that my mom would cry because not because necessarily i mean it was the change in her but it was just because that also meant that something really bad must have happened if she didn't Mm -hmm. keep it together for you know what i mean kind of thing so um but yeah he has this kind of moment too where he just he wants gambino he deep down he probably wants him to have been like this more and have more of a balance between being a dick and being you know loving and kind and whatever but uh and hopefully your parents are never dicks but they are sometimes but um but anyway so he has this this is just like another trauma for guts which is so weird because the physical trauma actually happened to gambino you know but right right right. but gut guts's outward symbol of strength uh which was gambino is now broken basically right so right uh cuts to two years later guts is fucking this is and guts is now 11 here so because he's at nine is when i believe uh, is the 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 rape of donovan happened so uh two years later he is wrecking shop against all these like fancy armored dudes which which is what would have been really like tournament or jousting armor kind of back in the day but um he still got his karate uh helmet on too yeah exactly yes <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah his um uh his like neoprene line sparring yeah exactly <laughs> now i can give you the gloves the shin guards the foot guards and the elbow pads for about 120 the helmet i'm gonna throw that in for 135 okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> that's a sweet deal just for you because you cannot set foot in this studio again this dojo again until you are wearing these right. <laughs> and you have to buy them from me so yeah there is the great back. the great fucking scam of most martial arts out in the world right. in america i will say i remember uh, my brother had gloves and maybe the helmet at one point, very long time ago. Obviously. Yeah, when I was in Kempo at six years old, five, six years old, it was, yeah, people in my age range had to wear the foot pads, <laughs> the shit. The whole cards, thing. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, a stomach, like a stomach plate, like a Ninja oh, Turtle right. plate <laughs> yeah. on their stomach, which is funny because then it just basically becomes a kick pad that people like. Right, just drill. Here's the you paradox on. of wearing pads with martial arts everyone will just hit harder and with no control. And so people get hurt more with pads on and rant over. But, um, anyway, uh, he's wrecking shop. He, he fucking kills this fancy feather fruit helmeted guy who he tells Gambino right after he runs to Gambino. He's like, Gambino, Gambino, I just got this big sack of money because I killed the fucking enemy general today. Right. And Gambino is preoccupied by this mutt, this dog, yeah he's like because as as guts runs up to him he's like oh that's a good dog and and he's petting him and stuff and this this hit home for me too and this whole scene hit home for me uh my my favorite line is from this scene too but um not because it's cool but because it just hit home like i grew up with parents who were endlessly more capable of giving just 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 all sorts of love and physical affection and kind words to our pets more than their children. And so it was just like, I like having this same kind of moment, 
Not that my parents ever said, take your allowance money and buy fresh meat for right, the dog. Right, right, right. <laughs> and you yeah, don't eat tonight. Cleaned up. You did yeah, good. Not, now go buy food. Not to a level of proactive abuse or anything, but but uh, but having guts be so excited to basically like killing dudes is guts is kind of nerdy hobby, right? <laughs> like like you're yeah. super into fighting. He's a he's a sword nut. He's a fighting nut. And uh, and Gambino couldn't give two shits. He just says, "Oh, why don't you take some of that money and buy some really good meat for this fucking dog that I that right. like just seemingly appeared in my life, right?" And uh, I guess we can presume he got the dog from the enemy's fucking spoils Whatever. or something yeah. like that. But um, in their travels, um, so he 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 goes, but and he goes, he goes, hurry up and fucking get it. And he whacks him in the face with his crutch. And this moment where he's just like, oh, okay, I'll go get it. Like, and he, it's yeah. like I was just like, fuck, this is so fucking brutal for him. And uh, Gambino cannot give him ever a single inch of. Right. confidence of you know uh positive reinforcement encouragement any of that stuff but then as soon as it cuts away from guts walking away to presumably buy this dog meat the dog whines at gambino and gambino fucking kicks it mm-hmm. <laughs> immediately and is super pissed off and it this is just and now and now you know even though and and guts didn't see that but it's like and not that it makes anything better but this is the only way Gamino can show affection is right. manipulation and abuse, you know. Right, right. So physical. Um, um let's see. Shades well then the guys fun. are making fun of him and he's like, Yeah, fuck you guys. And it's just like a little classic back and forth where the the lowering peons think they can make fun of the man in the high castle, and then he yeah. hears it and they you know, <laughs> basically yes. are gonna fuck each other up, but then they back down. And one of those guys, definitely a Mattiverse gentleman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Making fun. Well, he looks like uh, Terry Bradshaw meets Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, pretty fucked up looking if you can imagine those two characters. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Gambino, I can't mix their voices. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I tell you. Uh, I mean, Gambino's career is essentially over after this. Can't really recover, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess he's not going to really come back from this. And Gambino just... Uh, that's a fucking loser, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the the thin dolls, the thin long right. dolls hair around his bald spot. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Because yeah, they're they're basically saying, oh, we should be low, so lucky to. Uh, oh, we got silent sneezing going on for Steve. That was a good mute before that sneezing fit. Right? Always um, mute it. Uh, but yeah, the the guy's basically saying, uh, yeah, we should all be so lucky to be able to sit right. pretty like Gambino right now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Gambino threatens to fight them. And he doesn't. He walks away super angrily. And uh, and then we get a very integral piece of art here, too, because they could have just shown him walking away, like telling him to fuck off and walk away. Yeah. But we get like three panels, one close up of his like super angry face. Uh, and then the dog in the farther background, noticing he's walking away and following at a distance and then following him faster and, and like barking. Right. Right. And this is just showing like, Oh, he's got a new guts as like a, and Gambino literally explained that he's like, like a little lost fucking puppy following me around when he's, when he's trying to kill guts in a little bit, but, um, but yeah, super sad. Uh, the theme of, of guts and even the design of this dog is interesting too, because, um, and I never thought of that until I was just saying it right now. But the design of this dog is interesting. Kind of a, almost like a rat-like appearance. You know, a very sleek appearance. 
not sure what breed it is um Mm -hmm. but uh uh, this this design of dog of canine style beast will become very important to symbolize guts later on in the series. So far after the Golden Age arc, but um, but yeah, super interesting little little tidbit there. But um, guts cuts back to guts. He's in his tent. He throws his fucking sack of money down. It's a pretty big sack of money too. Oh yeah, and uh, coins are going everywhere. Of course. As a little kid, I would have been like, no, no, you got to go pick all those up. Every single individual. Is just going to leave them? Um, side note, and I know we've talked about this before, but like nothing, uh, nothing fucking stresses out my fat kid brain than in, in movies and TV, any sort of media where people have a beautiful some amount of food in front of them whether they're at a restaurant, they make it themselves. Mm-hmm. They take two bites and go, well, I got to go off to work. And they just fucking leave this food. The classic breakfast like, in 80s movies and TV shows. <laughs> the ultimate example or the most, the e- most easily accessible example is the entire sequence that, that kicks off Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Tim Burton's Pee Wee's Big Adventure. The entire opening sequence is all of Pee Wee's cool inventions that wake him up, that put his clothes out, he showers and then they make his breakfast for him. All his machines make his breakfast. Right. And it's a very elaborate breakfast. Yeah. It's a, it's a, and it's a Rube Goldberg machine. The device that is making right, this right. breakfast for him. He fucking pours Mr. T cereal on top of this beautiful pancake, bacon, egg breakfast. He eats one of them, one nugget of Mr. T cereal, right. wipes his mouth and goes about his day. And he goes, <laughs> I'm full. Right. Doesn't yeah. he say something too? Right. Like, He's like, like as if he just had a beautiful fucking right, meal. right. And it's like, guys, you can just cut, but I'll, but maybe that's part of the joke. That, well, that's the joke right, for so. sure. hundred percent is that it's no, this whole, he should have eaten it, Steve. Yeah, is that it's a whole it. thing, and then he only has one more right. store, something he could have just got himself. <laughs> Which I feel like I can only appreciate in the past five years. Before that, I was still too tied to Fat Kid Joe. And I was like, why is he wasted? It looks so good. Right. If I had a breakfast <laughs> like that, I would eat it so much. No. I would eat it every uh, day. <laughs> all of it. I'd be appreciative. Just, just like when like the protagonist of a movie was like being kind of mean to a girl that likes him. And I'm like, no, but she's so beautiful, dude. You got to fucking be with her. She wants right, it. Right. And then they just like treat her like shit. <laughs> uh, um, how awful our childhoods were. Um, oh, it cuts to this establishing shot of just like a classic, you know, medieval Renaissance European war encampment, right? They got right. the, they got the kind of like, um, the big top circus looking tents. Uh, there you, I was just going to ask you what kind of shape would you, would you call those yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. Very big top circus looking, looking tents. And I have always wanted to like go to a, some sort of historical reenactment of those and just like be in one of them and see what it was like in there. Do they because not have those at Ren Fair? I feel like they would have something like that. They probably do, but I've never been to a Ren Fair. So right, right. Um, out of principle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would, I would go, but uh, uh, it's basically just, you know, a fucking fairground with beer and food. And then, you know, yeah, yeah. my heads. brother, like he used to hate on it and now he loves it. So I don't know. But yeah, they eat. Yeah, Ryan them. Ryan went to his first one in February or something too. But well, the uh, big famous one is the one out here that's like in Riverside. Yes, yeah, yeah. The uh, I think that was like the first one in the whole country, like ever. Oh wow, that's crazy. Was that one there that still happens? Yeah, a lot of open land and weather's good enough to have it because they yeah, posted well, for like I think three at one point it was a big deal. It changed venues or something. Mm. Um, 
but long story short, yeah, it's like the full dickheads showing up for fun. And then obviously the ones that work there and people are all dressed up and blah, blah, blah. But I don't think you've ever met. Well, his name is also Joe, but I think, I guess he drank a bunch of stouts and meat and like puked everywhere because <laughs> it's like all hot inside. And then like, yep. Having a good time and those stouts just were going oh. something about whatever he was drinking. Yeah. Was going down a little too easy. Yeah. Uh, just like our, uh, well, like the uh, Stout Fest in December. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, little Boji puked in the, just outside of my house while getting out of the Uber. Just a bit outside. Yeah. Uh, but and mercifully, at least that Stout Fest was uh, in December and not in right the fucking whatever late spring, right early summer heat. Because we went to a couple of those brouhaha's and had many gnarly stouts, and it was disgusting. And always, put oh, yeah, the end of the day burner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um. So. Aside from wondering what these cool tents would be like, because they always in movies, they always look like the battlefield. So fucking, you know, sun drenched, hot, muddy, yeah, dirty. Yeah. And then people are back in their tents. I'm like, Lush. I can almost feel like there's air conditioning in there. Right. right, right <laughs> but of yeah. course, there's not just some shade. But um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Guts is trying to go to sleep. He's wrestling with everything that he's gone through and is kind of trying to process it. Right. And Gambino comes in. We get some. We get some Gambino kind of demonized stuff too, as guts will right. ha- as guts will have in these chapters. Maybe for the first time as his young self here is if is that demonized. But. Well, it almost seems like a a dream state because it's all black and just them too, right? It's yes, like is exactly. this a dream? Is this real? Yeah. Obviously, he's getting woken up out of a relaxation, not necessarily slumber. But. Right, and it started. The rain has already started. The thunder cracks as Gambino rush push the you know pushes the um pulls the tent fucking whatever door <laughs> open pulls the curtain aside uh and for a second at least i i mean i know it's not the case but i was like oh man does donovan no but donovan's dead i was like is donovan trying to come back i'm like no he's dead two years two well, years i think this is probably now. like right another startling old man coming yes, in exactly yeah the, the, right. the theme of some sort of parental figure you know at least the age of a of an adult well, and it's um, now changed, right? Like the first time he wasn't ready for it, now he is. Ah, and then obviously how point. these things will then pan out yes. will be a different set of uh, circumstances for the attack war. Yes. I'm going to do a Norm MacDonald. Uh, note to self, change name of men- memoir to the age of an adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's like hard enough. Like what the fuck does that mean? Right, right. right, right. <laughs> um, so we get Gambino, who is who, who at least Gut says is drunk, right? He's got kind of the right. pupilless eyes. He looks like a, an unhoused man, like a tweaker at one point. That one panel where he's just like, eh, which is like kind of it's humorous yeah. in the way that he looks so cracked out, you know. But yeah. um, but he comes in, he starts yelling at Guts. He's blaming Guts for everything. He says, "Quote: You're a devil's child." guts a cursed child who's nothing but bad luck you should have died that day 11 years ago underneath your mother's corpse you should have died so this is just like if guts needed any reason to break uh to to realize what gambino's true feelings about him were um and and right. that's the sad thing too is that i actually do think that deep down gambino does love guts but he does right, not right. he cannot allow himself no. to yeah um confirm the bond right. is know how to right express and that. so yeah basically he gives he gives guts the old uh you should be dead thing and i hate you um and 
Guts will basically be rebelling against these words while also being forced to accept these words literally for many years to come. Being cursed, right? We don't know right. that he's a devil's child, but being cursed and in just a, in a little bit, the other men call him an evil omen, right? And right. he will, unfortunately, fit literally be those things because of what happens at the end of the Golden Age arc. But, um, but right now it's just sad because dad is saying, I don't love you anymore and get the hell out of here. Get out of here by way of me stabbing you or cutting <laughs> you to death. So they fight. Guts defends himself, but he's kind of thrown down on his butt uh, in the corner of the tent. And this is where Gambino admits that it was, in fact, him two years ago that sold him to Donovan. So Guts's tears are free flowing now. And chapter two ends, you know, part two, I guess, part it ends with just this very like still looking scene of full page panel of Guts's sword being completely through the back of Gambino's throat and out right. his spine and out his neck. And uh, uh, chapter three begins with shade, like the cool kind of shaded art style that a lot of the chapters begin with of Gambino continually dying and he's falling forward on the sword right <laughs> right by right, way right. of his throat yeah he died early on and now the weight is just dragging him yes and he, and he through his blood he says you killed sis as his last words so even in his last words um he 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 has to uh completely destroy or attempt to destroy guts's self-esteem self-worth all that stuff um right. and so and, and it's sad because this this toxic male uh gambino loved this woman sis deeply but could n literally never admit it and never right. process the loss of um her dying so uh he just kind of displaced and projected all of his negativity and pain onto guts for 11 straight years so gambino is down for the count forever and the tent catches fire from a fallen lantern from their scuffle. And a bunch of the men immediately come over because they're like, oh, fire's breaking out, whatever. And then they see Gambino's bloody corpse. Guts right. is holding his sword with his blood on it. Um, and Guts, you know, he it's a couple panels. He fights his way through like three or four guys as they're trying to, you know, say, yeah, get him, get him, whatever. And right, he right. steals a horse. Um, rain and, and lightning. the horses are going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he jumps over the little fence of the equestrian center where they're training the horses for the army that they just defeated usually. But uh, Right, and there's a bunch of disc golfers just out there in the woods. <laughs> uh, also, side note, uh, uh, Sarah, uh, my wife, showed it to me that um, the all the people that work at Medieval Times out in mm -hmm. Buena Park, California, pretty close yeah. to here, went on strike. <laughs> mm. and they, the they, actors killed? They claimed there was, I don't think there's a union. I don't think, um, but uh, they are doing a private strike so that they can unionize. So whatever that kind of strike is called. Sure. Um, because they say that the, they themselves are being mistreated, whether they're the knights or the female cast. Um, I think actually there's female knights now too, but, and that the horses were being mistreated too. Mm. So never the they horse. wanted to. Uh, go they wanted to come up with a new set of standards for the horses for the jobs for the pay for all that stuff so uh not sure i saw happening. one of those horses with a huge boner once oh yes all getting yes. ready for dinner <laughs> prancing around 
Yeah. After the Falconer went, yeah. the I had to punch it because I was you know, trying to show off in front of my limpity. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking look at it, man. Don't look at it, babe. And is your, your, your relative lit still work there or no? No, I don't think so. I okay. think she was uh, full Disney and other acting jobs. Oh, right, 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 right. Playing Ray at uh, oh, Galaxy's right, Edge, right, right. Yeah, as far as I know. Galaxy's um, Edging. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, that, that Star Wars-themed porno parody writes itself. Exactly. Uh, Disney, a Disneyland-specific. <laughs> right, right. At the park. <laughs> Hey, Hondo sees that you're pretty hard down there, little boy. I mean, 18-year-old. Hey, I know this ride is Smuggler's Run, but what are you packing down there? You trying to hide some Imperial <laughs> lightsaber or something? Did you build Two that? Two will be the Luber. Two will be the op- the spreader, and one will be the fucker. Uh, yeah, I got this fuck droid I made down at the uh, <laughs> My name is Kevin. I have a key to the basement of this ride in the fucking service area. Get down here or I'll fucking yeah. kill you and I'll tell your parents that you wanted this. I have video proof already yeah. that I AI generated. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to come back in the Ewok suit. Okay. Right. <laughs> Very specific. Uh, for context, there is a ride at Disneyland, maybe at the Florida Disney World, but Disneyland in the Star Wars area called Galaxy's Edge. And it is a... Uh, a VR sent. It's like, it's like a VR centric, you know, it's a visual, um, screen ride, like star tours. If anyone's been on that, well, there's smugglers run galaxy's edge is the land. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Star Wars land. Edge, right. Yeah. So then smugglers run is it's the ride. ride. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's a, it's a ride where Same with rise six of the resistance. People, correct. Yeah. Six people play two people, play the gunners, two people play the pilot and two people play the engineers, which, Right. Basically, basically flying the Millennium book. Falcon exactly. to smuggle some shit and everyone has a quote unquote role. Yes. And it's like you're inside a VR helmet, basically. So playing it's a video a, game. Yeah. So anyway, that's why there were six people in that role. Uh, our California <laughs> yeah. listeners or people that have been on it will understand. But um, anyway, so the men echo Gambino here that Guts is an evil omen. It's cursed that he he's fucked everything. Any, any negativity that's ever happened since he's been around is his fault. So and they say that, hey, traitors get hanged. So right. let's go get them, boys. And Guts is still on this horse in the rain. All he has with him is his sword and a pair of pants. And uh, crossbow bolt goes through his right shoulder blade through the front, too, right. um, of his chest. And so, Bolt you know, pass through. Yeah, missing, missing uh, his lung uh, because he survives. But um, and he is coming up to the very edge of a, of a cliff anyway, does not know how far the ground is below. And, but regardless, doesn't matter because the crossbow bolt throws him forward and the horse throws him off, right. uh, stopping. So the horse doesn't go in front of the cliff. Horse not while the off. horse is going and he falls presumably to his death. You know, we get, we get the classic scene of like, Hey, did, did you did you actually kill him? Did you see him? And he's like, "There's no way fuck he could have fucking survived that fall, right, not from right, this high right. up." So uh, weird. I think there might be a typo here because the guy says, um, "At least Gambino can't rest in peace now." And I think it was just supposed Gambino to be can't. Yeah, <laughs> and then rest in peace now. Yeah, I think it, it was just supposed to say at least Gambino can rest in peace because we've theoretically confirmed he's dead but either well everyone get on social and at the rock uh because he'll be able to 
take care of this. Mm-hmm. Because if you notice, the translator is Dwayne Johnson. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, man, yeah, it's Dwayne Kent, Johnson. Yeah. It's Kent. I wrote Kent. That means it's Kent, okay? Okay. Buy my Koa energy drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Black Adam completely throws off the power dynamic in the entire DC universe. Okay, Superman is not the top. Black Adam is the top. Completely changes everything, and now it's not canon anymore. He needs top. Um, <laughs> uh, so, we cut to immediately. Thankfully, we don't have to wait long to see what happens uh, to our old pal, Little Berserk. Um, he is in a shallow lake uh, or a pond or something, right? The sky is now clear. The rain clouds have parted. We've all had those moments. It's beautiful when the rain is done and you go out to the night sky. It's all the smog. Is, We've all been kicked off our horse and just laying on our backs. <laughs> been washed away. Um, but it's cool because as I was saying earlier in the episode, Guts's rebirth and transition is kind of complete here, right? He's he's uh, He even says, I don't even, he's like, I can't move. I don't even feel like this is my body, you know? Right. So um he's completely stunned and in shock from falling you know a pretty pretty big distance and it doesn't look like there was that much water to break his fall because he is laying in the water right and the water is only up to his ears maybe like when he's right. laying down so um probably good because he might have drowned too if it was deeper but uh but would have broken his fall better anyway so guts is now reborn he doesn't know this yet but we as the reader get to now see what we see a lot of, which is guts alone with his thoughts as he's doing things. Right. So as he's doing things, not a desert, but wandering a desolate land. Exactly. Um, and also I love the cyclical nature of this because 11 years before this, he was born in a puddle on the ground and somebody picked him up and put him in. He fell at least into a puddle. Exactly. Yeah. So I really love the, Love the uh, the echoing there, the mirroring there of his own birth. And his belly button's in the shoulder, too, oddly enough. Right. (laughs) Um, This is also, I think, we've seen Guts battle so far, but this is like the first time that we see just how much like endurance, stamina, strength, constitution, and just will to live that Guts has. Because most people, most kids would not survive a fall like that in you know, six inches right, of water right. basically. Um, and I mean, they well, think falling a sword, you know, too, yeah. but well, and, um, as part of his transition, are these wolves representative of his past life? Mm, like of earth creatures coming to hurt you oh. as you fall and are born right away. Right. right and instead right. of being brought into it, he fights against them just to get them the fuck out of here. Well, yeah, his past life and then, yeah, foreshadowing his future life, too. That when night comes, when the moon comes out, uh, right. the animalistic evil the thing trouble will be trying starts. to kill him. Yeah. And so, we, yeah, these are a bunch of what look kind of like white wolves. They don't look like yeah. they're shaded dark. Dwyer wolves or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, very, uh, you know, pupilless eyes on the wolves, too. Very animalistic. And I mean, we were skipping ahead just a sec, but he, he gets up. He's using his sword as kind of a walking stick at times he's hobbling along and he's wondering to himself. He's like, I probably should have just laid there and let myself die. He has, he's like, he's like, I have two broken ribs. I'm super cold because I've lost too much blood. Now probably would be better if I just died. And, and yet his body keeps him going along. Right. Right. And so, 
the pack of wolves approaches i this is where i made the point i was like god the art has improved so much since the first like three volumes but um he he smiles here almost in relief it's like you i've never seen this um expression on guts's face before or since in the entire yeah. comic but this moment where he just kind of like it's just like oh like it's almost like well, a i get to die right yeah like because like, he can just sweet release of death because he says he's like ah like here it is yeah it's now over. it's now it's finally gonna happen right and um and and, it, and this is juxtaposed with the wolf's kind of like predator vision eye not like predator you know with the schwarzenegger right. movie but like you'll your, see your perspective yeah, like you'll you'll see very soon as you keep reading you, Steve, I guess, but also the reader, the listener. But uh, and we've talked about it a few times before, but this kind of like dead eye predator, like I am staring directly at you and t- you know observing every little movement your your body's making, is something that will happen with that I just call the Griffith eye, and I'm sure everyone else does too. But right. Griffith has this predator eye because you know it's the band of the hawk and all that stuff. But um, but uh it's interesting that this predator eye happens guts size in relief. And uh, as opposed to being like counter triggered, like he will be in the future whenever he's on the other end of it. But, right. um, but regardless of what he cognitively thinks the next panel is, well, the next couple panels are the wolves run it rushing at him and the lead. Good. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, cause yeah, this is where the wolves are rushing and then he's like casually destroying them. Right. It's yes. like, he can't not, win the lead wolf just like ends up stabbed completely through its body because he just has his sword in his chest yes it's not like a big strike or a yeah, struggle yeah. he you just, just like it out in front of him at the right just time like <laughs> fucking neo at the end of the matrix when he yes. just is like naturally like blocking bullets and yes fists and all this fucking shit he's just like okay i'm gonna keep living my body like whatever's happening i can't not sorry dad keep can't be the hamster. <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> I don't want to do hamster style anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's awesome. Like he, his body is seemingly autonomous or is capable of being autonomous from, um, his mind. Right. And so right. the, the lead wolf gets stabbed. He immediately fucking stabs the next one and the wolves kind of stop for a second. They're like, Oh shit. It's kind of funny. Some of the wolves are like, what the fuck? And then right. a few more wolves rush in and just like you said, just fucking casually, but at the speed of light is just slashing and stabbing these wolves. The remaining few wolves completely puss out and run off, leaving him alone. So he passes out whispering Gambino's name here. Also just very sad. And this is where a caravan of wagons approach. And right. uh, some mercs who, at least from the little dialogue we get, um, they seem at least neutral, if not good natured, you know, because they're not, they're not, they're not going, Hey, look at this fucking dumb kid that fucking here. Like, and they're actually, they're actually kind of impressed of what seems to have happened here. Cause they're like, Holy shit. Did he kill those fucking wolves? Like that's insane. And then immediately they're like, Oh yeah, this one dude, you know, some dude's name like needs a fucking other, an extra guy on his squad. Well, I was going to say, so. I think my book might have a typo because it says, Oh yeah. Analingus needed another man in his squid. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it says Angus was saying he needed another man yeah, yeah. squat. Yeah, yeah, squat. It's, yeah. It's this weird, like it's this erotic circus that travels yeah, exactly. through yeah. cities just to try to be help people be a little more open minded about yeah, that sex. Freak show, hey, but yeah, exactly. Open them. Yeah, 
you can splosh pies on you know clown tits and whatever and kind of like that burlesque that you know rides the edge of like society right. but you know right. also the is it taboos. sex or is it art right where does <laughs> art start in sex again? <laughs> uh but yeah he's gathered up and we get this little um couple panels of him dreaming of gambino and it's a shot of him like running after gambino as gambino right. is just you know arrogantly kind of strutting forward you know so right. um which is so, a pleasant dream though oddly enough yeah and that, and that's yeah and then it's like it's heartbreaking because it's like oh this is his this is maybe his most pleasant memory you know what right, i mean right, and like right. and as he's dying maybe almost one of those near-death experience you know that he's happening where right, these right. moments flashing. are flashing before his eyes and his whole life has just been Gambino, you know, so right, right, right. Um, Gambino is, <laughs> I kept, I kept thinking, I've been holding back all day. <laughs> uh, although, but, you know, uh, you know, Hey, I, I would never be up shaven hungover cause you know, I'm drink, I don't, Hey, just have one beer. You don't have to have 10 beers. Okay. My dad actually said that once. Yeah, like, yeah. Or you can just <laughs> relax sometimes, but whatever. I swing this big racket. <laughs> um, now we got a where's Waldo scene. Yeah, four years later. So Guts is now roughly 15 years old. Um, and yeah, we get this, as Steve said, this where's Waldo. I, and I literally wrote that in my notes. Where's Waldo establishing shot of a <laughs> massive castle siege happening. So, yeah. uh, and you know, we have no clue what's been happening, uh, who the people are that took Guts in, but we at least have confirmed that it is another mercenary band that guts is fighting for so. and I, I i'm not like a crazy artist but i've done some projects and things and like these kinds of elements are like the most annoying to draw yeah there's yeah. like it's not shitty detail like circle stick figures right like all of these guys have an element of detail and the yeah. stone and how it all lays out and like there's so much texture like getting on every the little portions right stuff. so it's like because yeah. you're drawing so many so many people in in an action shot like a lot a lot of work went into this yeah uh, this has got to be sure. i mean again i don't know how fast Miura would draw but like this this seems like days and days of work just on this right, right. on these two panels you know yeah. so or pages i should say because it's the whole thing but um yeah like every fucking suit of armor has multiple layers and you know textures line line work like all this shit so yeah yeah uh, and there's like one or two little wonky arms but nothing like yeah yeah that off so it's like oh to position them in this way fighting and not look all janky exactly takes yeah, yeah. a lot of, uh, yeah the fucking smoke going there's the the castle's all fucking battle damage and shit like that um but uh yeah we get this dickhead with a uh a fancy little french classically like french mustache and he's like He's like, push through, boys. Like, right, you know, right. He's like, bring me the general's head and I'll pay you whatever the fuck you want. And so um, uh, they're pushing through. We haven't really seen Guts yet. Yeah. Uh, but um, but we do get a cool shot of Guts after the big man Bazuzo, Bazuso comes right. out. And what's crazy is that the 97 anime, which is still great, the 97 anime cuts from the uh snake man uh fight in the black swordsman arc so dr snake man uh, completely cuts out um the count you know the slug the whole slug man and uh his daughter and all that kind of shit Teresi and all that shit cuts that whole mm -hmm. shit out cuts from the end of the snake man fight when the snake man is on fire 
and cuts to this duel. And so literally there is no, there is barely any Gambino. There is no really Donovan rape. It's a little different, you know, like it's a lot of it right. skipped over and like you get flashbacks of it in the flashback later. But like the first episode of the 97 anime ends with uh, black swordsman guts morphing into like screen chain, you know, transitioning into the guts we see here at 16 about to fight Basuzo. And it's a little right. And so Basuzo comes out, enters the field is just cleaving fucking guys brains out and eyeballs out and everything. Some cool classic, cool monster art. Also yet another piece of media that is, um, hyper hyper influenced by berserk is final fantasy 16 like mm. whenever you are fighting human enemies not whenever but many times when fighting hum- human enemies you're fighting you know waves of fucking bandits or evil knights or dragoons or something there right. ends up always being a monstrous humanoid enemy that has a mm. giant axe or a hammer or a cannon that he carries right, on his right. shoulder or something and and yet is is we are supposed to accept that in this world a normal human could actually grow to that size, even though 99.9% of all the humans are very normally designed, you know, characters, but very influenced. And the main character has a big sword carried on his back. um, Right. And uh, very, very guts like, and people make comments about how much bigger his sword is than theirs. So, um, but yeah, Bazuzo is swinging this ax around completely fucking people up. Nobody wants to challenge him. And then our beautiful boy guts, shows up he just steps out he has a little bit of right. upgraded gear here he is like a so instead of the um karate the, the karate uh-huh. sparring helmet he has kind of a like 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 what is it is it uh, four or six segments of kind of a vi- like visors like yeah again it's a little more football lineman helmet there you go yeah face yeah. mask kind of it's like more of a grill. karate element yeah but not all the way yeah, it's like a football hockey style thing. Not much simpler, of course, but right, right. Um, but uh, keep going. I'm gonna go yell at one of my cats. Right oh yeah, for sure. Kind of like if anyone's seen the movie Mannequin, kind of like uh, the side character, uh, Hollywood, very flamboyant character. The kind of sunglasses he would wear, which you know you could barely see it out, but in the '80s it would be a big, crazy star shape on one of the lenses or one of the frames, and then the other was kind of a normal one. But then they would just have literally like little plastic slits that you would that you would look through completely worthless as glasses but very cool fashion statement at the, at the height of the 80s but See, um sorry one of my cats who likes to pee on things was like staring in here and oh then boy. all the other cats were circling so i had to make sure she didn't go i'm a bitch on you real bad when i get inside yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i can't tell if she just wants to come in or go to the bathroom mm. so you'll have to open your mouth and find out yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> So yeah, guts guts uh, haggles with the um, fancy lad uh, with the French mustache, you know, right. mer- merc leader. And um, was well, he or, a merc leader or just he's, uh, he's act- army? We find out in the next chapter that he is the army that hired. He's the head of the army that hired the mercs. So okay, because just the way a knight, the, the way Berserk is speaking, <laughs> the way guts is speaking to him, it definitely sounds like I'm Old just guts. not going to do what you tell me. <laughs> exactly. Um, you got to pay me, you piece of shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm a fucking mercenary. I don't have any fucking, what is it? I don't have any glory to, to feed me, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, I need money. So, um, so he's like, all right, he's like five gold coins and he's like 10 and the guys all take right. it. He's like, oh, seven, yeah. And that's my final offer. And so, right, I mean, right. this, this guy is, is one of maybe the first of many, many 
foppish, you know, little Lord Fauntleroy arist- aristocratic knights who sometimes are okay fighters, but mostly let right. other people do the dirty work. And they just talk about their arrogantly about their accomplishments Spoils. and things yeah, like yeah. that. So, um, which was going on by the end of the hundred years war. And it's why, uh, emperor Maximilian German emperor, Austrian emperor, I think, uh, he, did away with the knightly class basically by matrixing them. Mm-hmm. And this is a way, and I've said, I think I've said this on the show, but as a reminder, uh, he took all of the knights who were a politically powerful class. They were aristocracy, right? You could, they had titles, they had land, all that stuff. They could also vote in certain, you know, manners of how mm-hmm. the country or you know region would be run. Yeah. Maximilian was sick of this. He didn't want anyone to have a say other than what he wanted. But instead of like, you know, fucking secretly assassinating all the knights in his in fucking Germany or whatever, his empire, he basically funded massive ongoing tournaments so that they could mm-hmm. be preoccupied in kind of almost a fantasy, an idealized fantasy version of what a knight wants to do anyway. Right. And so jousting, fighting at the barriers, you know, which, you know, fighting at the barriers were you had a waist high kind of wall so that you actually couldn't do any sort of um, grappling uh, yeah. because that would, you could actually break people's bones and things. Whereas hitting people with armor you know, with your sword and things like that, you, you could, you would, you could get hurt, but you likely weren't going to die right. or end your career. So um, kind of artificial tournament sport fighting um, that was very dangerous, but still modified. Anyway, the knightly class, uh, all of the fancy armor that you see, was either for these kinds of tournaments in which jousting became a big thing. Jousting was always kind of a thing, but it became a, what you, the stereotypical jousting is now from these kind of Renaissance tournaments in the, um, kind of the late 1500s, I think in, mm-hmm. uh, Australo Hungary and surrounding areas. But, um, but yeah, so a little, a little history for you, but yeah, the, just like the general that guts killed earlier in the chapter with the big feathery, stupid, you know, uh, helmet, this guy has that as well. And so he haggles for seven coins and he's just like, all right. So Bazuzo comes out. He's talking shit, of course, as all these big, big guys do. And Guts just rushes forward and un- unleashes a true flurry, like Tasmanian devil level of attacking. And so, and it's cool because you see the art really shows like little impact points mm-hmm. that you know, this guy's wearing super thick, like freaking like a cauldron with holes in it as his, as his helmet, right. you know, it's like a Jason hockey mask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but all these little tiny, like scratch looking, uh, you know, this like, like line work where you, you're, you're reading it and going, is he actually cracking, like doing little micro cracks on this armor or something? Right. Like, it's almost like you expect the, the flurry to be done. And then Bazooza just standing there and all his armor falls off and he's like in his, right. Uh, right his little heart printed underwear heart, yeah. or something like that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, with a big fucking boner right? for everyone to suck. No, but, uh, uh, and you even see like in his ax grip and then guts just, he tries to counterattack guts and guts just fucking cleaves through the center of the ax blade perpendicular to the ax blade edge on edge, just cleaves through it. Uh, his ax is fucked up and then immediately, uh, cleaves through his stomach, through his armor. So we're this. This is really guts has had a big sword, but he's mostly been using it like a normal sword, right? Like a kid using a normal adult sword. He's cutting through gaps, you know, in armor. He's cutting flesh. He's stabbing whatever. Now we get again, like 
proto black swordsman guts where he is not just cutting but crushing armor bones things like that right he he now has a superhero weapon just like these big monstrous men who uh you know are like the secret weapon of all these um uh armies right are well and his helmet's off now too right something's happened that it's just yeah there's a little scene where bazuzo gets a tiny little hit in but it's glancing because guts has a teeny like a little scratch with some blood on his forehead afterwards but yes helmet pops off which is really the reveal that it's guts too right that's kind of what it's trying to do is that we you don't technically know it's guts but of course we do because he has a big sword and he looks the same but um but yeah reveals that it's guts and um uh cleaves through bazuzo's head right down the center his fucking eyeball flies out his teeth are flying out really cool shot and we get demon eye guts here because now at the end of this of this chapter guts the future the future guts that we know uh even though he has two eyes he's you know all the they frame it so you can only see his left eye with the the pupilless demon eye and completely completely silhouetted face uh guts's battle fury is fully realized by his, this teen age version of himself. Right. So right. he, he lives for battle. He processes everything through fighting. And then the sad thing is, I mean, it's great for us as the reader cause we get lots of cool action, but he now has become also those negative parts of Gambino because that's right. how he was taught. Right. So no more feeling for guts. He's just going to fight and fight and fight so that he doesn't have right. to think money and slashing. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we get a final shot of him standing over his kill completely calm and nonplussed almost looking bored which is kind of funny right. he, he just says like phew when it's done and then he just kind of stands there we get this cool shot of his sword over his shoulder and uh, and yeah so that is that's the end of um uh part two and three of the golden age arc so um yeah i really liked this these two sections uh, yeah it moved moved very fast but again was very deep character work and that that is a fucking a writing and i mean obviously art form because it's art here too but that that kind of pacing where you are getting super rich and deep character content characterization but also the pacing of the actual plot is moving um like mira he he what is what do they say he he leaves nothing no meat on the buffalo right like he uses the whole buffalo all the time he's not having he's not wasting a fucking single panel on anything that is not meaningful to the plot or characterization or whatever and that's like it's like it's like plot. i love stephen king but stephen king will try to characterize a side character who might be indirectly involved in a major event for our main character or characters but he will sometimes go on for like 18 pages about this person's life who has a baby and I'm making this up, has a baby that shits in a diaper and that diaper causes somebody to trip and cause some horrible chain reaction thing. But he goes about, he goes on about this mother and her childhood and the lingo that she has. And it's like, it's cool because she feels like a real person, but most of the time we don't see these fucking people ever again. Mm -hmm. And it's him just kind of, just getting off on world building which can can be really cool when it's done you know about things that the reader kind of cares about or the lore or the mystery of things but sometimes you and, and then you also you realize oh this is one of his books from the 80s when he was on coke all the time so and you're just right, like this right. is why he's wasting so much pages but um anyway but uh super big shout out to mira for just like perfectly balancing action and characterization which is crazy so yeah um 
our next segment here is our favorite line. So each of us brings their favorite line uh, or written segment and then just discuss quickly why. So um, I wrote, uh, and I alluded to this before, but when when Guts is told to go get meat um, and he's just like taken aback, like meat for this dog with the money where he just killed the enemy general and Gamino says, yeah, you had enough to buy meat. Go spend some of that money on getting meat for this dog. And he's just like, he gets beaten in the face with Gambino's crutch for not understanding. And he's just like, oh, I'll go get some. Like that line that was, I mean, I already explained why it was heartbreaking. But just having, connecting with that moment of just like having a huge interest that you're trying to share with your parents and have them just just really not care, you know. And uh, there's a there's a specific memory where I was aware even in my teens, my later teens when I was working with my dad. We were working at an apartment that we were, that was all thrashed and we were kind of remodeling it and we were eating at, uh, the big belly deli, which is gone now, but it was on PCH up to, up until a few years ago, but, um, over there by frog house, you know, surf shop, but, oh, yeah. um, uh, and I had just played silent hill two, which is a very, very rich character, rich, uh, survival horror game and uh, very disturbing horror. Right. And so. I'm trying to like, I'm, I'm like in my head, I'm like, I know that my dad doesn't give a shit about games or even understands that there's plots or they've evolved, whatever, even though I've tried to, uh, cause he's watching tennis on the screen. It was Wimbledon or something like that, which I should have just not even tried at that point. But I literally talked to him for like four minutes about it and how I was super into it, just bringing it up randomly. And he just was like, Oh, uh-huh, 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 and just watching the screen. He didn't ask one fucking question about it and immediately interrupted me to go, Oh, Oh, Federer's doing this thing that I was telling you about. And then that was it. And I was just like a much like softer version, but this kind of moment where it's just like, that's, that was most moments with my dad, you know, when I tried to actually open up to him. So I very much felt, uh, kinship with, uh, guts, especially also with his cool gelled hair that yeah, I'm sure guts thinks would impress people in the neighborhood too. Exactly. Um, I think it's the sequence where he's, um, uh, just says, you know, how much? And he's like, you know, the 30 man killer or whatever, right? Like, this is just setting up, like, oh, with the confidence. Where's yeah, Bazooza yeah. that then? We're just like, yeah, whoever the fuck you guys are all scared of, yeah, that's who I want to go, right? Yes. Because just like the wolves, he's like, oh, this is finally death. Like, I think he's seeking these things out, right? As yes. they're either going to be the accomplishment that my sword will, you know, win the day or I'll finally get a die. Yes, exactly. Right? He's like, yeah, 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 I don't give a fuck what you guys call this guy. Just, Right. how much do i get here yes yeah no it's yeah it's that's a this is his um this is guts uh becoming a badass as much as i hate right. that term but this is his right. badass birth kind of as we're seeing yeah. as the reader and he's like fine that. with dying too right yeah. it's not yeah, like yeah. he's trying to be some cool guy he's yes. just like no i'm just here to kill yes. or be killed almost rather prefer the or prefer the latter <laughs> of being killed Oh, I got an um, eight footer. It's yeah. got a 375 pound weight limit. That ladder is going to yeah. be solid. I was going to hook into which the, is literally uh, my ladder in the garage that I got <laughs> as a beefier ladder, so I can feel safe. <laughs> oh, trust me, I'm there with you, man. I so at Wild Rivers, a lot of the rides said 300 pound max. So I was like, I'm riding the line here, <laughs> and some of them were double tubes. So I'm like, I just mm. Brandon and I were just like, I don't care. I'm just going solo rider on this doubleman's tube because yeah, yeah. every science has 300 pounds and. I need like a 30 pound child or less with me to like maybe make that limit. So, but yeah. Um, super quick before we go on to the sword report, 
uh, we can we can actually skip the sort. Well, we can't. I'll, I'll, I'll say something in just a minute. Do uh, I'll catch up with Korok here, who's been doing some chats. But um, he said, you guys should do a Mystery Science Theater style version of shitty movies. I would love to listen to you two's commentary during them. So, uh, well, which we have our, done. I was going to uh, say, on Quark's, uh, our Patreon. Exactly. I We might have free feeded some of those, but we de- they're definitely on the Patreon where we're watching yes. the movie and yes. talking along. Yes. MSTK3 uh, style. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Those are our, Earth if you look K. at our Patreon or some of our Patreon right. peaks, it's a, we usually would call them live commentary or like the live watch or something like that. So, yeah. Um, and then uh, he said, I would totally watch a version of Sven Gulli with you two. Hilarious. What and he said, Sven? have you guys ever seen Sven Gulli? But I have. It sounds like something that you've heard of. Steve. Sounds familiar, but outside of that, I'm not sure. Um, oh, and then we have uh, uh, Okazo, O-C-H-A-Z-Z-O, who came in with a little a little uh, robot kind of hmm, emoji and said, Steve, you look nothing like I picture. Uh, I'm assuming listen, he says, listen to you too. Steve, you look nothing like I picture when listening to you too. Can you hear Steve's echo? We had this last week of Probing Gaia too. Yeah, I do someone, not hear an echo. So the, right. the audio, at least for the, the um, podcast output, should be very clean. That's usually well, an element Paris. of Twitch. Uh, yeah. when this happens so it, and it's your 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 fucking problem. no because <laughs> we have other yeah. people who say it sounds fine to me sounds on my yeah, exactly. on twitch yeah last week a, my wife was listening on the kitchen on via twitch and somebody else was saying oh there's an echo or, or no i was i was really quiet my my or something and, and yeah. she was like no he sounds fine and then of course the audio is clean so yeah, yeah it's always tough to um uh Oh no! Where he said, "Sorry, fat fingers." Joey sounds great. <laughs> oh, because he wrote "Oh Chazo." <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's how to pronounce it. Okay, cool. Oh Chazo, there we go. Um, uh, thank you for listening, Oh Chazo. I think I think you're a first time Twitch uh, chatter with us. Chatter. So I, I don't recognize that name, but um, but yeah, uh, I think I'm done with whatever I was saying. I was reading the chat sword yeah. report. So, uh, oh no, hold on. One thing you were talking about how, um, you know, guts is ready to die basically. Right. And just, and it's like, because he accepts that it makes him a better fighter because he just can right. fight confidently because no he doesn't care about the consequences right. other than he wants to keep fighting. And yeah, if Ryan were here, he says this many times while we are training in our, uh, medieval and Renaissance martial arts group, he, his, he's like, Ryan's great. He's easy to train. Um, he's a good imitator of physical things and he's good at integrating theoretical concepts into something physical when shown very quickly. And he's a teacher himself. He teaches violin. So it's easy for him, but, um, and he's also, he's not a, he's not a linear thinker. He's a holistic thinker, kind of more like I am, where he's like, you know, I'm like, you have to do all these things all at once. You can't think you can't sell this down to step one, step two, step three. Right. Yeah. And people have trouble with that, but he, he is, is such a good learner that he will then overthink what might happen if he does this and then already try to mitigate. And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. just do exactly what I said or what it said. Literally just do that. Focus on one thing. And he will always end up saying, and he'll struggle sometimes he'll keep overthinking it. And then his, his cognitive um, um, sense gets in the way of his physical body, just doing something. And so then he'll like finally just do it. And he says that like in his head, he has to just let go of any fear of getting his hand hit or stabbed or whatever. Right. And just, and he literally will just say, just, just, you're just, you just got to be okay. Dying, be okay. Dying. You're going to die. It's fine. And then just, and then he does it better because it gets his, 
um, yeah. cognitive processes out of it and just lets his body do the thing. Right. And so anyway, it reminded me when you were saying that where it's like, if you, if you just accept that you might fuck up and you might die just, but then you can at least fully commit without doing any half measures, you know, at right, that right. point. So well, and just yeah, take the stress point. out of your brain and just, again, practice makes permanent. So assuming you're doing it right, just let your body react. Exactly. Yeah. And not uh, take that half to one second delay of thinking of the next three steps that don't make sense. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Master Lichtenauer, one of our German masters says, he who uh, does not move is dead. <laughs> so it's like being in constant motion, all that. So anyway, so um, sword report. So we are going to briefly discuss any weaponry, any armor, any techniques depicted here. Are they bullshit? Are they good? Obviously, this is a crazy dark fantasy, but and, you know, guys swinging around a fucking who knows how many dozens of pound sword. But um, Miura is also very much into like accurately depicting you know the kind of average infantry's armor of the time period weapons like things like that so you know just flinging blood everywhere just menstruation everywhere period weapons um but yeah i was like not so much about form but kudos to guts for having his entire right arm um you know not usable after getting the crossbow bolt to the back you know through his shoulder blade on his right and he's fucking, like you were saying before, left-handed and one-handed using his big-ass sword to stab and cut up these wolves, you know, while he's right. completely, like, literally on death's door. And so yep. um, there was also a scene right when he's fighting Bazuzo, where for the first time ever, I think I've seen in this comic, in this manga, that he's actually gripping the pommel with his left hand and not shoving his hand to the top of the pommel, which is what most, or, or even worse, as is drawn many times in this manga too, but what we call the axe handle grip, where both of your hands are touching each other with a two-handed sword. You cannot do the things. You, if your hands are separated, right. you can now turn and move and all this stuff. Yeah, manipulate that. Pommels on swords are meant to be ergonomic and, and gripped in all sorts of ways by your offhand right so if you're right-handed you're left hand so yeah. um two-handed weapons um like a sword like a long sword uh you're completely killing so much of the the biomechanical movement potential by gripping too high or choking up on on a sword it's uh, completely right. completely a big no-no and you might as well just use a single hand sword but a lot of a lot of artists will act like pommels were almost something to stop your hand from slipping off the handle <laughs> mm -hmm. they really weren't i mean like you can argue with some old single hand like old like roman swords they kind of were but not really um anyway uh this is ryan's new segment called griffith observatory it's it has replaced uh i'd fuck puck because puck will not be in the manga for many chapters <laughs> until <laughs> we catch back up to more present day guts but um Griffith also, he will be here soon, but he is not in this chapter, but it's still fun to think about what did Griffith do wrong or right in this chapter? And it's just an opportunity to make, you know, fun, funny stuff. But if, he, if he's not in, but what, what would, what would, what did Griffith do right or wrong? If Griffith were here, would he have made any observations on anything? And I thought about this segment as I was reading. And I think that if Griffith had been either part of Gambino's band of mercenaries mm -hmm. um, and seen or heard what happened with Donovan and guts. I think Griffith would have completely understood 
guts or um, um, Gambino's tactic there because I think Griffith would have said, um, I mean, getting into Griffith and selling gay sex for the benefit of something. We'll see that a lot later, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but Gambino probably was doing it in Griffith's eyes to keep, keep one of his top men, his top men <laughs> right. happy. Right. And so, and that's for the betterment well, of and to, the squad, which is betterment for Gambino as the leader. That's right. Gri- Griffith would have that very, uh, almost sociopathic, um, well, to dog punish the one he doesn't like. Mm, that's a good call right, too. Keep it that one low and in its place. Okay. Sorry, uh, I was like, I thought the coffee would be in my mouth, and then it was. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, I also think that um, he would have seen that you know this weak leader was dead in the kid's tent. That oh, this this mm. berserk character is actually strong and someone we should support. <laughs> um, hey, this guy berserk yeah. is very strong. <laughs> But that's what I would take, right? It's like, oh, he mm. he took down the leader. Yeah, yeah. Let's rise. Let's let's um glow him up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, rather than chase him away and try and kill him. Exactly. Yes, that's an excellent observation. Yes. Um. Oh, also, hold on for one more from Ochazo. Listening for months, buds. Not being rude, Steve. You said you looked like that guy from Stranger Things, but yeah, you're a twin brother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it sounded like he was disagreeing at first, but then he right, right. That was that like, you, okay, you okay, well, like, there it is. Like Hopper. Right. The Hopper. The Hopper. Uh, David um, Harbour. David Harbour. Um, and then uh, Rickert, a character that we will also soon meet, pretty soon, uh, a young boy. Who does he need to slap? There is a, there is a fame, if you've ever looked up Berserk memes, you will likely see this infamous slap heard around the world of Berserk. But um, who does Rickert need to slap in most of this chapter? Um, it's, of course, always Puck's ass. But since Puck isn't in this chapter, basically, who who did you who annoyed you the most? Who frustrated you the most? Yeah, I'd say it's the, the long haired freak who's like, we got to kill him. He's the father killer. Right. Just oh, that yes. auto. Yes. Let's not listen to what happened. Let's not do anything. Let's just this guy's dead. He has the blade. Kill him. Yes. Because. You know? The easy answer is Gambino because it's like, oh, but it's like, but we know how Gambino is, right? But right, yeah, it right. was like, uh, I, I even for him kicking the dog, I was like, oh, he might be, you know, up for the Rickard slap this this, this right. chapter. But uh, no, I completely agree. Like, especially like the two other dickheads that try to fight him afterwards, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to again, just like, hey, let's talk about this. But again, right. blind blind loyalty, and Gambino has poisoned. Um, right. Everyone against guts anyway. Right. Like there's, yeah. there's almost nobody ever, at least by the time he's 11, there's almost no one that is defending guts anymore, except Gambino. Cause there was a couple times when he was little, uh, like when, you know, but right before Gambino gives him his deep nose scar, right. They're mm-hmm. like, they're like, Gambino, fuck, come. He's a little kid. Like you got it. Right, right. You're going too hard on him, you know? And there was a little bit of like support or like the nurses that were taking care of, um, Guts's mother when she like died of the or sis sorry mm-hmm. uh, adoptive mother when she was dying of the plague you know they were like no get him out of here he shouldn't see this like so there was some support but then by the time it's the, you know he's 11 it's all just toxic machismo masculinity there, yeah. so um but yeah that is going to do it for uh no guts no glory the berserk podcast we will be back um who knows if ryan's well maybe we'll double up this week to make up for our lost episodes but, well yeah we got to figure uh, out you're gonna be out though too. well i'm gonna be out on monday so you could do that 
because we won't have Pearl. That's true. We do, could also do the uh, bonus episode so that we're not skipping you out on a main episode too. That, that's what I'm saying. We want to do the bonus, oh, the boner <laughs> episode, that bonus episode. Uh, <laughs> Monday since we'll do us. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, peak. Um, either way, uh, Ryan should be back on our normal two week schedule. Uh, feel should be feeling better by then. So, uh, See. But yeah, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. We love doing this show. Make sure again. To chat with us during the records of the show, twitch.tv slash Probing Ancient Aliens. Probing Ancient Aliens is our other long-running podcast since 2017. Hundreds of episodes of Probing Ancient Aliens. Dozens of episodes on that same podcast feed of Hungry for Skinwalker Ranch, which is about the History Channel's uh, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. And then now Probing Gaia on that same podcast feed. Wow, a fly just ran into my screen and seemingly died in front of it. Uh, usually it bounced off. It just fell. Yeah, it's <laughs> but, um, dead. Uh, probing Gaia, where we're probing the Gaia streaming network, which is all sorts of weird new age, quantum consciousness, simulation theory, Billy Carson, uh, all sorts of people uh, that we're covering uh, there. We just did a, a big deep dive on um, Philip K. Dick, the famous Blade Runner author, Minority Report, Man in the High Castle, and uh, with uh, our new kind of favorite um, scientifo philosopho quantum physio guy, uh, like Graham Hancock, but for consciousness and um, reality, the nature of reality. Anthony Peake, he's doing a big uh, deep dive on Philip K. Dick. So go over to Probing Gaia or look up Probing Ancient Aliens, and that's our latest episode. Uh, thanks to Ryan for our violin theme based on. Uh, sorry, inspired by longtime preserved composer Susumu Hirasawa's song Sign 2, featured in, uh, I believe, one of the earlier video games. Um, but yeah, check out our other podcast. Check out the Patreon for that other podcast, patreon.com slash probingagedaliens. We have two full extra episodes every month, including our Ghost Adventures podcast, if you watch Ghost Adventures. We are men of many interest here at No Cuts, No Glory. See, see. For anyone that didn't find us through our other content first, um, other than that, uh, we'll probably have social media soon that you can follow. But for right now, just spread the word, subscribe to the shows, and give us those five-star ratings and reviews to help us uh, get found out algorithmically by all you other little strugglers out there. Other than that, Steve and I say that we're... Bye! Bye.